Hi everybody, and welcome back to our full album review of Chris Calico's Kickin' and Screaming Project. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. Hi, I'm your lady friend Bonnie. This is the Classic Quest Podcast, the show where we break down classic-ish, well I say ish because I don't know if everyone agrees with me when I say classic, classic albums like Chris <laughs> Calico's Kicking and Screaming, which in my opinion is pretty good so far, yep. and we go through them track by track, we give thoughts and opinions on every single song, and we care a lot about what y'all think, we want this to be a bit of a conversation, so feel free to comment on it, just taking into consideration that this is part two, we did a whole long intro bit in part one, which we recommend you check out it's already live on the channel and in part one we got a cool comment from mr jeremy jones and he said my most favorite chris calico album that's fantastic because that's the one we're talking about so Mm -hmm. it just worked out to pique his interest can't wait to hear what you think about this song can't be the only one well, fun fact, that's only a couple of songs away. Yeah. So you just got to... You don't have to wait too long. Or you can skip ahead, I suppose, by checking the description. Or you could watch us talk about, you know, the next track on the project, which is Species. Let's do it. This is a really, really weird and interesting song yep. where you take a boring-ass subject like I want to intercourse and mate with you and mash to flip it up upside down on its head and made it like truly an experience where i can't say it there's a whole lot of tracks that rank this interesting yeah and memorable on this subject but what do you think miss bunny um yeah i mean i mean it's very sexual it definitely sounds very sexual it comes across it kind of like oozes like its essence or whatever um and he he definitely sounds like Lil Wayne on this one. Um, I found like even just like like the the kind of squeaking that kind of Wayne does, like that, like like that kind of thing that he does. Like I don't know how else to describe that. Um, like he does that on this uh, on this one. Um, Chris Calico does. Um, so I mean, it has a really nice flow. She's wild and unlike anything he's ever had. Uh, he wants to go anywhere with her and like like. The sex is just out of this world. Um, she must be an alien. She must like, you know, it's it's unlike anything he's ever had before. Um, and then like she gets like in his mind and like she can like end his sentences like every time. And it's sort of like weird and creepy, but like you can tell that he like loves it. He's, you know, he's falling for it. Um, and she's just kind of like giggling and like, it, it's like a sexy kind of feeling song, but it's weird. It's very weird. Um, so. Could, could we say that it's strange? It is definitely strange. Yeah. So, I mean, it definitely does its job, um, of being like whatever this is supposed to be. Um, you know, he clearly admires her work and, um, that's, that's it. Uh, so I give us a 4.4 on five. I do appreciate when the work is worth admiring if we're talking about the same thing and some things are worth writing songs about. Um, I like how he kind of takes this woman and brings her to this like ethereal place where she's almost an alien because like how could you be so in my head so connected and when somebody's in your head and you have to tell them you know they just know shit it's sometimes quite interesting as opposed to people who just don't know shit and get all awkward and whatnot mm. um the verses are fine uh from a lyrical perspective etc it's not like it's really getting me going per se but 
it's it like in terms of like newness or like whatever it's it's kind of generic but in a good way like you like me i know you do don't fight me i'll undress you too you can bite me i know you like it rough insatiable she can't get enough but it's more the way he sings it the more like he delivers it with this extreme amount of like almost like he's in ecstasy like it's drugs he's talking about um it almost kind of sounds like he's on a molly and everything he wants is yeah. this girl like I, I could see how maybe he was feeling he, he was almost picturing a particular instance or he was feeling a certain way like that hmm. but the way he floats through on the chorus and just what is your species i love the way you smell you know i don't know and i can't tell just being lost in the moment um without going too deep it reminds me of that particular substance I just mentioned and, and how in those moments when you're lost with somebody, maybe in the middle of the night, maybe you go to a park and you get on some swings and you have these magical <laughs> moments where you connect and you have conversations until flowy hours and you end in sweaty, sweaty moments. And because, um, <laughs> man, that, that makes you sweat like crazy. Anyway, cool. so that's kind of what this song brings me to in terms of a vibe. But not just the intercourse side but also the emotional full complete connectiveness side to it as well um cutie don't parade and a unique scent makes primates wild and it's look this is all right lyrics and stuff it's just corny <laughs> like in the way it's supposed to be i know corny is not the right word it's just the opposite's the same but we're all attracted acting like you're not means just you're just acting like from a like i just don't think many of these guys understand how to write like compelling love poems but the way he delivers it is so compelling that it makes up for maybe lyrics like because if you got it you pay the bill you know what i'm thinking you can see right through me i'm like that part's not my favorite it kind of is mediocre writing mm -hmm. so like on that front it, it's the only reason the song's not gonna get a five from me actually because yo when you get to that part where he's kind of saying lines and she's finishing it off and it's bubbly and you picture them in like a hot tub and she's you know i'm a smoky environment and she's completely like the mm -hmm. imagery this song evokes i could fuck to this that totally counts because like a lot of these fucking songs i don't see myself doing but i could see myself having some moments lying back and enjoying some vibes to uh, a music like this it just has a kind of spacey feel to it yeah i think it truly accomplishes the goal i'm giving it uh, a 4.5 it's if anything i'm happy i heard this song this one because it's not often i actually like the more love sex songs in these projects if you'll like watch this it was a kudos species um <laughs> i don't have a lot more to say it was a great tune to listen to but this one they asked somebody asked what i think about it and you think about it yep. now sometimes people go who cares what you think that apparently people do there you go can't be the only one that right. cares see what i did there all right bonnie what do you think about let's say the consequences and the considerations after doing some mollies and banging up a girl because there is like almost a story-esque flow to this project which I, as i think about it you know mm -hmm. he feels kind of isolated at the beginning of the album i don't think we touched on this at all in the first part so dancing mm -hmm. with myself cali baby it's kind of like you know from a point where he just kept grinding from nothing and cali baby kind of comes into his own he starts to get his love and his shine mm -hmm. kill shit he teams up with tech to go through it yeah. mayday done for you spaz it's all you 
you know, getting more into it, into the lifestyle. Dixie Cup, now everybody's getting turned up. Life's kind of a constant party. Abu Dhabi, well, everybody knows what that means. He's traveling to foreign places. It, they gave us a whole breakdown on how it's being rich and shit. <laughs> it, was, it was not my favorite metaphor. And then we moved but into... But also, maybe they went to Abu Dhabi. They probably did. I'm not saying that that's not true. A lot of people go out to that part of the world um, because the paychecks are really freaking great. Why? Because slave laborers and whatnot. Just keep that in mind. Um, so can't be the subspecies, you know, you're, you're a famous kind of person and everything and you start meeting. I can imagine that if you go from being interesting ladies, you get a, a different kind of quality like like, you know. I went to the Cirque du Soleil because I'm in Montreal. So, like, actually, it's just always freaking here, Cirque du Soleil, right? Like, yeah. I know for other people, it's, like, special. For us, it's just always freaking here. Um, and I was looking at the contortionist, stretchy ladies, and I was like, bodies can do that I want. You know, like, it's, <laughs> I'm just saying, that is, like, a tier where an average Joe like me probably will never meet a contortionist who's mm. DTF, we'll say. <laughs> Let's say I meet Tech 9 and go on tour. It's entirely possible we'll find a contortionist who's... So he will, and he'll bring you in. Yeah, that's what it kind of is. Anyway, so then we get to... So Species is exploring those moments where you're meeting those contortionists on Mali, and then you flow into Can't Be the Only One, which is a little bit of a consequence to that lifestyle. And a strange level of consideration, I would say, into this subject from like the consequences point of view that we normally don't get from men who frequently sleep with groupies on tour. How do you feel about it? <laughs> um, well, this one is featuring Tech 9 um, We've got him again. And uh, this one definitely sounds more like creepy and eerie and yet at the same time like smooth, like very like, I don't know, I liked it. Um, so this one is basically about how great he is and just how it is and like how um, he seems like he's like he's having issues like addressing the fact that he's like so successful and has made it and that people love him so he seems to be like having some issues dealing with that um and he kind of sounds like he's trying to foreshadow his own life by saying that he might die um but like he's not the only rapper like i didn't really get it and like you'll move on like i didn't i didn't really like well the first verse it appears that he's knocked up somebody because yeah, we live in the last days, baby. If you know my kind, I ain't got time to be living in the fast lane. I played my last game, clocks over fourth quarter. So I think what he's implying is, yo, don't put me in that box with everybody else per se. Mm. Cheaper to keep her. Never Mr. W Mrs. Watson in a court order. Caught the low bug solder, though I know man is programmed to thank you, ma'am, bam, wham, but not in that order, which is interesting. Um, I, I don't really, well, not that interesting, but I like the fact that he like did that thing where he kind of plays that plays up on the by flipping around the order of the particular words but i don't fully get what he means so bam wham ma'am like i don't understand you know how it, the pun that he's making so i sound a little dumb right now part of your heart i can never slaughter mrs mathers i'm in love with you. mrs matthews sorry i'm in love with your daughter taking her father because now she's got a baby that she carrying a pitter patter a little feet in my heartbeat so evidently you got some chick pregnant on the way it's kind of what i took from that oh right 
Yeah, Maybe I'm wrong. I think I missed over I'm, all of that. Um, I got to work because we got to eat and there's too many fishes in the sea. And I got I keep like to keep my uh, pull to control what these devilish bitches want with me. So I guess he's looking at the consequence of on the one hand, he's got this girl that he's into in life. And then hoes because hoes, you oh, know, the girls want him. Um, and honestly, it's the kind of shit where like it sounds like whatever. But like it must be really complicated to be at that level of life where everywhere you go, there's like a, a bunch of ladies trying to suck your dick like it must be complicated i'm not saying it's good or bad i'm saying it, it sounds harder than not having that problem in my opinion um because it's greener on my side of the fence even good when it's tense we pray and stay together that's our defense see i was wrong but i'm right now when dark but it's bright now will i be like god's son i can't be the only one and so I kind of feel like in that verse, he's using it to relate to the situation that he's in and looking at those honest mm -hmm. emotions and stuff, which I thought was just particularly fascinating because how often, again, does anybody in this kind of actually take a look at some of the more... Well, they do, but I feel like Chris Calico is not trying to make this groupie fast lane life sound cool because of this other thing. And that's yeah. kind of interesting. But then Tech Nine fucks me up in this whole, like, other side of it, you know? He, you know, basically doing drugs, kind of feeling a certain way. Um, she's kind of interested in dating this particular type of guy which he would represent you know it, type for popping pills pipe drills yeah feels right killed tonight when then hail sky when he gone but a brother got many things that would cover but any dream but i love her not any means no multiple dates nor to the one form any team so he's pointing out that yeah you might feel a way about me and you might kind of put this category but you're not considering the fact that everywhere i go there's another hoe so that's kind of going on in his life which i get it tech nine has a charisma to him and a charm where i imagine that being one of the best in his field of mm -hmm. lyrical fast rappers would get you ladies um do when it. he's touring don't nobody screw on that please baby probably taking him in threes lady if you think about getting it deep when he's gone then he's crazy because you see him but once a year when he do his shows but you say you love him from his head to his toes he believe you and he says he believed you with like this question like this making fun of the like you know because he's pointing out like everywhere he goes this girl exists and every time he comes back in town you know and as a rapper sure maybe once a year he goes to seattle i don't know maybe seattle close to where he lives and like <laughs> he sees this girl britney and every time britney's in town she worships him and then everywhere he goes there's there's another version of her yeah and again it's just so interesting because it's almost like in this case he's kind of pointing out to the groupies your expectations are kind of fucked because you kind of want to lock us down and that's stupid instead go after like a different kind of guys if if that's it but almost in a sense being like don't wait all year not fucking other people like i can't be the only one changes in context now to represent like i can't be the only one who's fucking you that's weird i'm not being like that <laughs> And then Chris Calico flips, like everything in the beat flips up and it gets fucking great. Yeah, the beat's it, pretty awesome. And uh, 
I don't know. It goes from like a kind of soft, singy, like can't be the only one to like this hard hitting. You're almost like turning up a little bit to it. If hip hop just died this morning, I'm resurrecting it. Protect the neck of it way up which is cool because Protect the Neck uh, is Wu-Tang back in the day, I believe. Uh, Grab the best of us effortlessly. They follow us religiously like we Baptist or Methodist, which that was actually pretty clever. I'm like, oh, we're getting into some clever shit. Mm -hmm. um, I holler at the epitome of having to breathe at this. I eat, eat, eat MCs for breakfast. And this is definitely not resurrecting hip-hop level bars, but it's, it's, it's great and it's fun to listen to. Um, I like the idea of how they're going to go and look for the pot of gold sell a million records for we owe without selling our soul but some ain't got the price for it and they pay him real nice for it might go down as the best that ever did it or maybe i should quit it i'm done and i can't be the only one and so that's something that i can individually relate to because like there's a math and a science to writing pop music and if you go ahead and, and do a lot of those things you could probably get like virality on algorithmic playing like you you'd think this wouldn't work like this but if you make like the right sound and you get the right engineer to like fuck your voice into the right sound you'll get put next to guys like juice world and shit and then and then this is just all spotify matching it and giving you organic place to the world and spotify does have that kind of power and then you'll get looked up on the other platforms people that promote you to their friends and whatnot yeah it's just none of that has real integrity and when you do something like say what you will about chris calico on this particular project that we're listening to i feel like every song is blessed with a high level of integrity and it's just it's just interesting right like i feel like being able to talk about these subjects in new ways and then get kind of corny with the resurrecting hip-hop part but we do it sorry it's not that corny actually it was started a little corny with that one line because i don't know that that chris calico dropped that level of dopeness here but what he did bring up in terms of concept of the struggle of trying to do it and maybe pop and maybe go down a legendary goat over doing the right thing versus not doing that and doing anything else is a struggle i relate to daily so corny as it may be and cliche as it may be okay. it's very honest and very relatable and i think that's really cool and then i like the hook too what you're looking for is amazing but i can't keep you waiting if i go away what i'm trying to say is it can't be the only one this whole world's participating in the life's the game we're playing and if i go away i wasn't meant to stay and i can't be the only one and I suppose there's a real truth in the sense that you can keep pushing this as long as you can keep pushing this. Like there are patches of my life where I wake up and I'm like, am I really going to do this forever with these numbers? And it's always the with these numbers part, right? Like I know what it is. I'm not dumb. I work in digital marketing. I actually know the difference between good and bad web performance. And I know what my numbers really mean. So in the one hand, they're very encouraging and dope. On the other hand, they're garbage. So I have to sit there and go, is this worth it? And then you find your benefits and your motivations and everything and you get back at it. But one of the things that I do think actually helps me get through it all is knowing that everyone else I know that's in this game feels the same way. Because the truth is, is you can't be the only one. So I hope, I really, really, really hope that that answered your question, Mr. Jeremy Jones. Um, I mean, from my end, I give the song though a 4.35 because sonically the first part's kind of 
less fun. Yeah. And then it turns into this dope ass experience. That's why I didn't get the two five. It got the three five, the slightly better version. <laughs> and I yeah. kind of cut you off and stole the show. Oh, that's okay. Um, I mean, I'm. I think I like. Anyways, I mean, I got like the kind of like, the second half of the story, but I don't think I caught the first part. But anyways, um, I like this one. Um, I you know about like getting paid, about making money, but also kind of dealing with like the consequences of the life that uh, comes with that. So, um, you know, he's not the only one and he has to be aware of that. And I think like so must his fans, like in a sense as well. Um, I think so. Anyways, and I really liked the beat on this one. I thought it was like a really hard hitting, especially like the second half, not like the first, not so much the first half, but it was fine. Um, I liked it. It wasn't bad. Uh, so I gave us a 4.4 on 5. All right. The next one. I don't know. It got me again in the relatability. Let's talk about how these motherfuckers are that created a monster. You know what's cool about living in Montreal? You can turn that west side upside down and it's an M. So that's Montreal. What's up? Um, <laughs> uh, I'm, okay. I mean, I'm certain Bonnie's got stuff to say, but I don't know. This one really like hit me in ways that again we're like super relatable if there was a word i would use to describe myself that a lot of people might not recognize in corporate american other such middle class environments it is jaded <laughs> like just jaded like I, a lot of things in life drive me bonkers inside and a lot of my past is full of moments where it led me to feeling like i mean people did not like me for a long time some of those reasons were, were justified but like some of them especially in like high school were probably not you know when we think about life rationally in our 30s so like are you surprised to see me yeah you left me for dead but i made it instead and thought you thought i'd never make it feeling like the world stripped me naked not who i used to be not a scream for me and you created a monster and i suppose it's that like feeling where now that my life appears to be interesting and well i gave a whole bunch of shit talk on my numbers just before the fact is not anyone i know really well there are people i know but like in my day job kind of like these people apparently don't have any numbers of their personal selves so all of a sudden you're interesting and different and you're commodified and in a sense it's like i went from it and i keep i've worked in the same company for like 10 years so i with in some cases like the same group general peoples not like individuals but like i guess the same environmenty kind of shit mm -hmm. i watch people go from treating me like a one way into this other situation where like so many people like me and I just don't, I just don't feel, I feel like a monster by comparison, like, fuck out of here, like, no patience or time for it. Then who am I to you? Who are you to me? Life ain't so, so long. Guess I made this song for you. You did it. You created a monster. But just the idea of questioning it, like, I often feel commodified. I often wonder, like, what people's intentions are with me. Like, the way they look at me, it's like they respect me per se or they admire some shit I do or they're afraid that I'm going to talk a bunch or be a certain way. But, like, I don't know. It's like it just doesn't feel human in a lot of ways just because of the life i'm at now and because of it because i feel like a beautiful monster we'll call it and the way i portray myself is harsh you know in a different way whatever 
Um, but then he goes, guess I get picked last in gym class again to go to Fat Kid. We can kick ass on him. I'm like, damn, that's high school. <laughs> that's, that's some real shit. I mean, I was the fat kid who literally got picked last in gym class. Like, there's only one person who gets picked last in gym class in every class, okay? So that's like a one in like 20, 30, 40 odds or whatever, okay? And like for your school and shit, I would have been picked last probably for like three or four grades worth of age, okay? Kids younger than me and smaller than me probably would have been picked before. It was, high school sucked ass, so like... Just the idea of getting like beat down. Now, granted, I don't know vitiligo, vitiligo. I can't even say that. Um, and so I didn't necessarily have that, but and I'm not even trying to like compare it. I was a white kid at a black high school, and it was like 2000 to 2005, and I got bullied in some cases just because i was like white so again not trying to say it's comparable it is however something out of my control and it was such a weird like like i don't think i'd have the empathy for this channel that i have today without having gone through an experience like that and i'm not trying to like talk <laughs> shit about it or make comparisons that aren't valid because of how I, I, when i was younger i did and a lot of smart and wise people taught me a lot of nuance but it just when I hear words like this, you know, I think I'm before I come to school, like it's Columbine minus the trench coat, slit them, slit throat them foe. If you do check my Holden Stefan Roy YouTube channel, and I actually forgot about this track when I was re-uploading shit to Spotify, I actually have a song where I fucking reference that kind of stuff. Like it's literally about getting bullied and wanting to shoot up your school. So there goes monetization on this shit. But like for real, like this is really relatable you know and then i like how like his he addresses how people like told him to deal with the situation and just i like how he brings this level of stuff up because man like maybe it's just whatever but watching the geeky fucking loser kids who everybody thinks that, like there was one time in class where like the teacher was like why do you even make fun of him and the guy's answer was i don't know it's holding like that's just the appropriate shit and uh, i guess kids are mean and stuff but like literally there will only ever be one person that hits that level in your school okay i was that person and those motherfuckers plus a lot of other motherfuckers in some regards created a monster in me now maybe you guys see what you see today because these monsters learn how to behave but that doesn't mean there's not a monster deep down inside you know what i'm saying so overall i thought it was a pretty powerful track i like his personal takes on things i think it's really powerful and really beneficial to especially people who have to cope with anything to just see other people talking about this kind of stuff like i just i just hope this becomes more prominent in music is if everyone's fucking anxious and depressed why is every like, instead of all the fucking drug doing music let's talk about the healthier ways of coping with the situations before another 30 fucking rapper kids die of fucking codeine abuse that's just my two cents on that 4.5 on five hmm. um yeah so um, like you were saying, this one is about him um, being bullied at school and through school um, for looking different um, because of his vitiligo and because um, he was, you know, a chubby kid. Um, you know, so people made fun of it, uh, fun of those things, you know. But um, because of that, it made him work harder and want to be more successful. And so he's almost, um, a, in a way, like like 
giving them a nod or like you know thanking those who judged him and treated him like shit basically all throughout school um, because he you know he wouldn't be where he is um, if it weren't for all those assholes back in the day um so you know his family loved and you know continues to love him and support him um and you know would remind him that he you know god made him this way on purpose like you know you're gonna be fine like this is like kind of like your your superpower kind of you know it's like that sort of feeling um and you know which is you know a very positive way of looking at differences and i think that that's like a very good way of looking at things um and you know and because of like all of this like you know they've created a monster they've created this like person who's like crazy and you know he's him and um, he's strange but um honestly it's quite um a lovely song while being you know pretty like hard-hitting um you know and he's basically saying like he's a nobody to to all of those but now you know he's he's here and he's a somebody to all of us you know to everybody that knows him and is like a, a fan of his and likes him um so I, I think this is a good um overcoming uh sort of triumphant sort of a song like you know so it's kind of like a good you know good for him like you know that he he did you know he was able to overcome all this and you know he he used those negative experiences into something positive so i think that that's great so i give this a 4.6 on five mm. so after you're feeling like the monster is unlocked i guess the truth is you have to deal with that so hello walls yep um so this one is about him having um some like mental health issues and kind of like dealing with all of that um while being immersed into this like music life and being you know famous and you know kind of making it and you know having money and having to deal with like all of the things that you know come come with that with making it um but while still dealing with you know the same sort of struggles that maybe you haven't fully addressed and you know or you weren't able to you know fully like take take a hold of um you know there are things that you just can't you know help but you can just work through them um so so he's uh talking to himself and he's talking to the walls he's feeling alone um and this one definitely feels more emotional like you're there with him you know sort of like watching but like you're not really with him you know like he's he's alone essentially um so and he definitely feels very honest with us as well um and obviously because he's alone i assume that he's probably feeling a little bit lonely and he's um he talks about being depressed basically and um kind of dealing with that uh and that sort of struggle and how you know he he does get tempted by suicide and you know maybe you know he gets tempted to take maybe more uh, medication than you know is required uh for him so um you know i think that he you know he obviously is on medication for whatever um issues that he's dealing with um so you know that's fine um and we've got tech nine uh again on this one who's good but i definitely you definitely i don't know personally like i just wanted to hear more about chris and like his story and all of that on this one so i was a little less interested um in in tech um so it, it's a very honest and very powerful um song and it's like it's obviously like you know better um 
you know, when you're in that kind of like depressive or, you know, you know, suicidal kind of mood is to to use that to you, you know, to your benefit almost. Um, if you have to go through that, then, you know, use that in your art, create something in that time to, to take to, to try to distract yourself and, for, um, you know, as a way to like just get it all out because I mean that's what you need to do right so um, and you know he did that and he made this beautiful song out of it so I think that he did something really useful um, with his like uh, you know health issues mental health issues so I give this a 4.35 on 5 but I also feel like it's a commentary again on just the isolation of what it's like to deal with things so yeah. I think we're starting to realize statistically that more people out there are dealing with things than anyone really wants to admit um, because it's not cool to talk about it because there's a lot of weight in dealing with it. And there's a lot of people who, if let's say I'm right about that, would be required to adapt how they live. And whew, getting people to adapt how they live, eh? Complicated shit. So instead, many of us are kind of forced to feel a lot of ways and then end up just kind of like reach screaming out and especially especially if you do something like write an album and nobody listens to it and then you're like fuck eh? i even created the art project but still like if people don't hear it it's it's just doesn't matter like that's yelling in my opinion and uh, it's not it's not a fake story i did that and maybe i'm just a shit music promoter but like man it felt like at least my colleagues and stuff, you know, those those fair weather friend types and everybody, not everybody, there are people who support. I don't forget the people who support, but nearly everybody. You know, all the people who say they were, you will look at the numbers after and whatever. You hear the way people treat you and talk to you and you're like, man, if you just like listen to me, <laughs> like for real, you know, like, come on, I got that on wax clearly not lying well i might be lying but at least i'm fucking consistent um so i don't know i feel like he again has that slower singier side chris calico's first verse is, is pretty like i feel like i'm talking if you'll take the time to listen to me i won't waste your time but then that like self-deprecating never mind i'm lying and then whatever you're not gonna care anyway so hello walls hello ceiling no one's home and it's just really nice it's simple um when he's high he still feels low and uh, you know it's again stuff that i can like relate to in concept they're just trying to like get through the day and then no one answers when i scream hello walls and i keep feeling invisible <sighs> just you know like and tech nine if there was a criticism is that like when tech nine shows up it just feels like it feels a little invasive on chris calico's little personal track here but he also takes it to a new level right like he's all like laying in this bed i fear me filling my brain with some leads right here i think if i do this my head i clear or maybe i should overdose on these meds right here and then in the video he's got like a fucking bottle of pills and whatnot and i'm like okay um that escalated a little bit and you know what? i'm not hating on it because i actually gave this track a five i actually think the honesty that tech hmm. brings in here is, is is really nice and i bet he does have these thoughts and it is almost like what happens after you end up talking to the walls and feel like no one's listening i just feel like he took it to like a new level with it you know and i feel like it would have been kind of like how you felt it would have been more meaningful if chris had done it but be that as it may at least he sticks on theme 
he stays slow with it which is something we don't get a lot of from tech at least in terms of the features on this project and i guess it also does a good job of showcasing tech versatility for mm -hmm. somebody like you who's never heard him before yeah um but then he goes uh every time i get ahead of wall hits me fall quick do y'all history when it came to my artistry it was all iffy the laws just be this what we call shifty tall chips to fix me balls anyway i'm like it's pretty good but he's basically just kind of expressing the complication of how hard it's been to be a musician pursuing all this stuff to the point where, you know, Bet Displayed will help me see my veins because the walls are caving in and the ceiling's getting closer to me. Everybody's unhappy with me and taking away all those a doozy. I feel so helpless and nervous that I will go ill, you know? And then he kind of does his caribou coffee, which I assume is going to be rum and coffee and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so he's feeling low. And then it goes into the chorus, and then I think I, uh, uh, you know, the beat changes again, and it kind of gets a little more upbeat. And then Chris Calico's like, "My life looks like a party that never ends. I can't tell you what's business and what's friends. I think they pretend to like me, and I think I'm slightly get thrown off my look now. Why the phone off the hook now? Huh? It's getting harder to make it through the weekend." And he kind of then progresses back into the same general theme of him turning to the walls. But I like what he's kind of describing because the truth is is you can go through so much of life where you connect with these acquaintances and it's hard to trust acquaintances man and they're everywhere and you're stuck with them but it's hard to trust them and then you really don't know what the difference between business and friends is anymore because when you're in your 30s especially you don't have friends unless it's related to business is what i've come to see especially if you're wow. on this kind of a grind if you're on this kind of a grind you don't have time for friends unless they're related for your business and yeah. when i say you don't have time i don't mean that like average person version i mean like if you gotta clock 40 hours at work plus 10 hours of travel plus 30 40 hours of other side projects plus you have a girlfriend plus this like you don't have time to go have social lives that can't integrate into your projects so i kind of appreciate where he's coming from from again from this perspective i thought it was beautiful it's a 515 all right well if you want to be my lover you gotta get, get with, with my friends. friends i think that's copyright infringement bullshit never ends <laughs> parody <laughs> i think it's cool that he does the i ain't a killer but don't push me line because that's from dysfunctional and i really like dysfunctional and it's one of the first Tech 9 songs I ever heard, and I really like that track. Um, this one brings in some friends, yep. and by some friends, I mean the homeboys. Twisted. Twisted, who have, as I pointed out in part one, some seriously good, I really like them is what I'm trying to say. Um, how do you feel about this track? Uh, so this one sounds more like creepy and eerie um, again right away, like just off of like the, the sound of it. Um, he he talks about that he's Christian and that he tries to be you know a good a good Christian. Um, you know, and he's from you know he's from Missouri, so that's like the Bible Belt. So no surprise. Um, you know, he talks like he said he he tries to be good, but uh, don't push his buttons because he can be evil and he can be a killer. Um, you know, so he's kind of like a bad but a good person. Um, and this one feels a little bit more Killer Mike-esque, um, uh, you know, sort of like vibe because of like, I don't know, it just kind of, I wonder if he was influenced by him. 
But um, yeah, that's just kind of like the, the feeling that I kind of get. Um, I find especially like on like the second verse, I think it is. Um, if you piss him off, he's only going to, to make something that's more hardcore and that, you know, his raps are going to destroy other rappers. Um, you know, but he's just like, a, a, you know, in real life, he's just like a, a nice guy and he's not really a murderer. And like, you know, all of this is just like, you know, fiction, you know, essentially it's fiction in, you know, a written form. So he's like, I'm not going to kill anybody. Um, this is just, you know, what it is. You know, I go to church. I'm a good person. <laughs> so um, it's just like his like persona. And I get that, you know, I get that, you know, um, artists have um, often like their stage uh, persona and then like their real life is a little bit different from that. So, I mean, that's fine. Um, I don't know. I think this is, it has a nice flow. Um, I like Twisted. He, he just makes me think of lonely. There are two people in Twisted Bunny. Okay. Well. There is Jamie Madrox and Monoxide. So Monoxide mm. is the first member of Twisted who starts the Y'all Think I'm Bullshitting verse. They just sound like then, Lonely uh, Lonely Island to me. <laughs> and that's why I like them. That's all. That's all I have to say. Um, anyways, so well, I think this say is something about no, that, that was it. Uh, um, so I think that this is, um, you know, how probably lots of um, rappers and artists feel. Um, you know, they're perceived differently because of the art that they make. Um, but that isn't always reflective 100% of who they actually are in real life. Um, you know, most people are just normal people in normal life. Um, and, you know, everybody just goes and buys toilet paper and does that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, we're all just trying to be out here and uh, be cool. So that's what it is. So, you know, he's just saying, like, I can't be, like, hardcore all the time. Like, it's, you know, that's ridiculous. So for him, it's, uh, it's sort of more... He's more like a, a studio rapper, I guess. It's like the original... Well I mean, like he's not like hood go, or gangster I, I or anything that like that. With it, right? No, I'm like I don't but mean. But it's it, like, because there's a lot of like lyrics that they'll drop where they sound crazy or they're gonna bust off. Yeah, of course. It. And it's not about that's not gangster. That's like more in the land of horrorcore, right? So right. It's like more of that. But then, literally, I guess it's more like how like Eminem did you know like all these like killing songs, but like you know in reality he was just like a normal guy at home with not, his kids. That's not <laughs> what a studio gangster is. Studio gangster. I, I know is what a studio gangster is, but like I don't. A guy pretending to be a gangster whose name it was more like Clarence and went to middle school and had never <laughs> held a gun. All right. Whereas that, yes, Chris Calico I, yeah. is saying, look, my life's a little legitimate. Like, the truth yeah, is... Yeah, I, I think that that's th kind of the opposite. No, a studio so. gangster isn't legitimate. So the second he can act legitimate, you know, he's saying, like, look, I come from a place where if you push me, I'll have to defend myself. In my environment, things have happened, per se. I'm not really, though, this crazy dude that's going to pop off. And, like, I've listened to other stuff they've done. I mean, it's kind of like, I'm a psycho. I'm going to go nuts and kill everybody. Yeah. And then you can only imagine at the inception of the blogging era, like the heyday when 2009, 10, you know, was picking up. They're all doing tracks like this. People are just going to look at them. They have face paint on. It's basically like all the shit Marilyn Manson got for like nothing. It's all the shit everybody ever got. All the shit Eminem got. It's not about studio. This is more like people hearing them and twisted's another good example because they're connected to icp 
So you can only imagine the bullshit ICP got. Because when you go mm. listen to Great Malenko, you're like, well, it's not my favorite, but there's deep points to all these songs. <laughs> when the media heard it, they're like, fucking psycho clowns, fucking destroying our youth with terrible messages. And so, I mean, the title I thought was interesting because it's like, I think people kind of want them to actually be these characters. So when you listen to those little interludes and he's like, people are kind of questioning them like legitimately like so wait do you love satan because you're like this or whatever it's been like whoa hold up like hold up and then he's almost like answering the interview questions in advance saying like this is fucking kind of weird you know like i'm a regular guy this is us on stage playing roles like everybody's ever done but then doubling it down like i'm hardcore because from the good wrapping up in the hood and you're getting far more never been a blood but uh would it would if you want to start war i got some killers on my payroll keep them at bay because i'm an angel let me explain i make my music to travel and so it's just kind of like showing that he is doing a certain life he's still got like a foot in the door but you know uh what i say baffles you can't help you out think i can do better person and help me out my weights is what i have and me make hits but i'll never be selling out and then you know flowing on to that real punchline cali baby carry my weight make no mistakes you're late i'm the protege of the great aaron d yates i don't know that many rappers government names they get said as much as tech nines um no uh killing beats uh bars so it can beat in people's cars and freaking if they see supplies if you bleed and i'm the cause and so even that line there it's like if you're bleeding i'm the cause because i killed you because i'm a dope mc but like when you say those words to people they might and they don't really understand at all the culture like 2017 behind that suit i think but i think on our big l review you actually asked if he killed 33 people don't because they killed 33 don't make it 34 and you're like did he murder 33 people no because he bodied rappers and now ah that makes total sense (laughs) but like oh young and naive so like we can just look at that contrast on this very channel um anyway then i don't think he would not be in jail if he I mean, I think he would be in jail if he killed any so, people. Anyway, what, I don't know how to answer <laughs> that. I can't think of it. Anyway, the Monoxide shows up. Y'all think I'm bullshitting. Everybody want to get up under my skin when I'm through with them. Got to find another way to get the anger out, but change your rocket. I'm losing him. So that's an interesting point because he sounds so crazy with it. That's what gets him out of fans. That's a problem. Changes it up. The fans don't give a shit anymore. And it's just kind of a, a weird circle, you know? To want to be the same thing again and again to maintain fame. Rather be different to make a name with the lame. But all you want to do is take it away. Hate when I say that Say that you're stuck in a game with a bunch of shameless worms that are nameless. Classic taking shots at the mainstream. Kind of pointing out the sellouts versus him being legitimate with it still pretty fire over the beat still enjoyable i really like twisted's voices though i think collectively there's the way they bounce off each other is truly awesome uh, mr jamie comes through i'm a little bit strange a little bit smart always come hard and i speak from the heart and i really like that because i think that sums up a lot of us weirdo outcast types on the side and so that's dope uh always hard felt with the words that i kick because i spit it with a passion to call it sick and when they call it sick do i need medicine to keep me on track and away from the edge and i like how he flips that 
because he writes all this crazy shit and they love it and then that's almost problematic so maybe we should deal with it yeah because if i lose control i'm going on a killing binge and i won't stop killing till everybody dead again that's the kind of stuff i mean like i don't hear that and go oh, oh jamie madrox is a fucking murderer i'm like <laughs> nah he's expressing himself through art nobody thinks he's a gangster for that line i i hope I'm insane. I'm talking to my brain, but it does not reciprocate. But it it's it is only concerned with fame. I want to kill them all away, everybody that stands in my way. That frustration of wanting to murder motherfuckers that prevent you from success is something that literally everybody that has watched Becky get the promotion over me has gone through. So in that case, everybody's fucking crazy. I so um i like this track i thought it was dope it was it was like long but like you just got rewarded with twisted at the end so it turns out to be really cool um another well-made track 4.5 on 5 7 is a genius on these beats yep i give us a 4.35 all right well moving along the next track is called unstable What's really cool uh, between Can't Be The Only One and and like this track, I guess, is just how many... Uh, they had a few friends come through and on the album and kind of express how they also feel kind of negative. And the fact that so many people express these feelings collectively, I don't think... I guess people who don't get it don't understand how powerful it is for those of us that maybe need outlets in our life to cope with the mundane normality of life. Um, this track is uh, very driven with this like electronic pumping kind of beat and I kind of hope that the hard hitting side of the electronic beats comes back instead of this crappy soft ass <laughs> fucking garbage that pop music's full of the like Calvin Harris's and whatnot. Nah, this kind of like... <laughs> hard metal infused almost electronic sounds where like you can mosh to it at the rave that's fire to me i don't know i'm not good with those genres but like i kind of like how this song is more like you have expressed maybe the the frustration and pushing outwardness of these emotions and this is more internalizing it you know seems like i would have fixed it but i've been gone for way too long put a band-aid on it to fix it but i've been barely hanging on if this is hell then i need help so dark it's like i never seen the sun it's like i'm dreaming but it feels so real and i can't be the only one and i like how he references that again because it's instead of pointing it out like on the last track you know you can't be the only one or whatever i can't be the only one in that regard um he's kind of bringing in now to his mental stability how he's gone through efforts he's tried healthy things he's listened to people he's gone through it but at the end of the day it's still broken he just calls out them like unstable give me a reason because i can't stop and think about leaving etc and he i like how he culminates on that i need god at the end of chorus because it's that well i think that that humility of recognizing that some greater power is out there and can guide you i don't care if you think it's true or not that philosophical principle helps a lot of people so i like that because i think without the religion attached strip it away just the raw idea and it's powerful and universal in a sense mm -hmm. um when he's back on my cuckoo medicine is better than feeling that i can never be in uh heaven if it never end either that or added soon to a padded room which i could come back up in the room if there's any room so it's um probably related to being bipolar and you know yeah. just taking pills and meds and i'm very grateful that i've never reached a point in life where that's a thing i've had to deal with um 
but man it's like just facing that choice of take these pills or end up in a fucking room is crazy like that i don't know i like how he goes i done been around a suwu group brains or noodle soup he ain't got me jumping through hoops because that's a clever way of saying bloods while like kind of playing through the whole lines and making it rhyme and overall it, just, it hits with like power you know the chorus i just feel like you can empathize with it so greatly the third verse is kind of like pick myself up you know make it up out of it battle it take a hit gotta get out before it gets malignant i'm digging my own grave and being my own slave i figure it's gonna take a miracle one day to get it up off me it's killing me softly but while he's kind of breaking down the pain and the the way it's kind of destroying him i feel like he has like this faith right because campy feeling is tortured it's fully a scorcher cali baby may be crazy since the day that he was born but if you raise me in three days maybe you can get me through the storm and he kind of ends with this solace of turning it over to god and recognizing that within himself he's incapable of dealing with this stuff and i mean that's how the road to recovery starts that's how like yeah. a lot of things happen and i don't know there's a lot of weird papers and or ideas i've seen recently about what happens to cultures that piss away god and how they turn to things like corporate executives and celebrities to worship instead so evidently there's a psychological need hmm. for humanity to crave some kind of higher power and i just think it's brave and bold to chris calico to write this shit and uh, this one's another 4.5 uh sorry 4.75 because I really like this, especially with the cool EDME beat. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought this one started off really interesting. Um, and he's basically saying, like, he doesn't really feel like himself anymore. He feels lost. Um, and this is sort of, you know, we're culminating on sort of like the, the honest, sort of depressive, um, depressed, or going through depression part of um, the album. Um, he feels very unstable. I'm like title says um <clears throat> this one has a, a unique sort of a beat not something common i would find in like um rap music too much i mean i haven't really heard it um so i thought that that was kind of interesting with like the i don't really know what to call that kind of music um yeah <laughs> i've heard it with stuff like insane clown posse and other on the outside kind of rap groups hmm. okay um and basically you know, he mentions the fact that he uses uh, music to make you know or in making he uses his music making um as part of a therapy and to get out all of his thoughts and his feelings and that are driving him to feel unstable um so you know which is good so it's better out than in and like you know he's able to you know work through things probably by doing that and i think it's something really really positive that you can do writing always helps um so uh, I give this a 4.1 out of 5. Um, I thought it was cool, but definitely not one that I would go back to. But I appreciate like why and how he made this one. So I get that. It's just not something that I would go back to. Fair enough. The next track is called Dream of a King. And guess what? It's got some friends. Oh, yes. What's truly interesting is that all Chris Calico does on this is the hook, and it is a gorgeous hook where he just sings, what are we fighting for and why do we sell war? All my country tears me bleak, screams our needs from all our needs, and those who scream world peace, it seems that dream, the dream of a king. I'm like, that's hella political, 
right? Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that he's bringing that up in an Obama era because I feel like people like to undersell how much of a war criminal Obama really is because he's just as evil as the rest of them. He killed more people than Bush with the bombs because the bombs got easier to shoot with less people through the robots. So it was so much easier to pull the trigger and not have American troops involved. So we got less press coverage of in-person reporters and people don't care that because he was dapper as fuck. Hashtag whatever. So like, <laughs> I like how they like, that's the core of it. Um, and then it features Mayday, Crystal Watson and Prozac. Yeah. Prozac starts us off. Um, why, why don't you talk before I, I do it all? Um, I mean, this one kind of covers like a lot of like negative sort of topics. Um, you know, he's just trying to address all of the bad things that are unfortunately part of life. Um, but we are all humans and we all go through similar um, issues and we all have troubles and we, you know, none of us are perfect and, you know, we're all working through something and it just seems crazy that, um, you know, he he's basically thinks that it's crazy that we're at war with each other, um, you know, because there's issues and shit that happens in every country and, you know, every type of people. And he, he specifically mentions, I think, um, the USA and the UK and South Africa, I believe, because he talks about Cape Town. Um, and, and the issues of like racism and like war, um, and just like all of that. And at the same time, well, kind of maybe touching back. Um, I was pretty sure it was recognized, recognized. So Mayday is a rap group. They have like a band, I think there's like six of them. Okay. And both recognize and the fourth guy burns are of Mayday. They're, they're really t- I like recognize recognize mm-hmm. my favorite but burns is good too I'm not trying to say burns isn't good I'm trying to say recognize is my favorite hmm okay anyway so yeah he's from Cape Town okay that explains it I guess there, there you go there you go um and I like the the sort of like feature of like the um like the Native American like drum that's featured again like and I, this is not like I think it was featured on another song as well and I love that sound so it's like for me I think it's fantastic and i think that he's kind of incorporating like that into like not really mainstream but like more popular music or and so i think that that's like important um and um i liked how um it's quite a mix uh mixed song with like all these different types of people um I think that it was really cool. I really like uh, Crystal on this song. I think she was really cool. She did like a gorgeous little spoken word bit. Yeah. Um, you know, and, you know, they also talk about issues of like police brutality and like the unfortunate um, downside to like, you know, experiencing that sort of life is often depression and, you know, drugs seem to help that, unfortunately, um, you know, a lot of the time. And then it just kind of can escalate to something even more. So, um, you know, it, but he doesn't really know what else to do. Like, that's kind of what he's saying. He's like, it helps, um, you know, writing helps, doing drugs helps, but he doesn't really know what else to do because, um, that's it, you know, like that's kind of his struggle and not everything, um, not everybody has the answer, you know, he's kind of like dealing with that and not everybody, um, you know, not everything is like the way we expect things to be. So that's kind of like what he's, um, talking about just general 
frustrations of humanity, I guess, um, while at the same time being specific to him. So um, I thought this was really interesting. I give this a, a 4.25 on 5. I like how after going through the deep personal journey, they're like, let's throw on the social politics track yeah. and, and cover that. But we'll get a bunch of guys who are a little more experts on the subject than I am. And that's the part I appreciated is that like, I don't know if Chris Calico can or can't write a good social politics track. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm saying it feels... But I think he brought everybody together and he who, made this song. But these people who like... like I feel like they're people who are really good at doing this came through and, and brought in that level of intelligence. I mean, you look at Prozac right off the jump and he might have some of the best wordplay we've seen on the album so far. And I I love Tech Nine's flow. I don't think he's my favorite with wordplay because he'll, he'll he chooses flow over writing every time by his own admission. Whereas Prozac, yeah, and it's all about the capital games, Venom. So that's cool. We're talking about cash rules everything and how it's venomous rolling through your veins okay because venom runs through your veins now the venom means drugs the capital games is the drug game mm -hmm. snakes bite your skin and put vein and you know venom through your veins and shit and it's like oh yeah where's this been all album shackles and chains send them off to battle like happy till the grave cemetery Terry Gates, wait for the. I love it when rappers do that shit where they cut the word in half to make the flow fucking work and keep the word going. Uh, wait for the one sop man to women in living in sin, kill the children, prescribe per pollution to pot the pills in. I mean, it just it goes on like that for the rest of the verse, and it's like, wow, from a lyrical perspective, and he paints the picture of just the detriment of the game and the just the overall impact of i guess the hood environment which is kind of his painting i feel like the drug game and the consequences of it and then he flows through to i'm like the king that wrote it in his letter never ever sever the love for one another be stubborn enough to hate one another uh remember uh remember that we are brothers and sisters came from the same mother so it's like as much as he has these observations he's leaving it with that message like you pointed out like we have to come together and whatnot mm -hmm then recognize uh kind of pointed out his version of the tale kind of bring a little anecdotal thing about the complexities of being a little bi biracial i don't know what the right term is mixed looking not light enough not dark enough people kind of being racist towards him human beings when my pop said we'd better save not speeding up to hands on the clock dial present day racist is a way better stockpile get up and get your freedom to love one another my brother suffer from the motherfuckers underneath the plot now now this here ain't limited two cheers for a million man initiative so i believe the million man march is related to racism and it's something that goes down in the states so just his verse focusing on his anecdotal experiences with racism but just kind of showing how there's a way to get past it and that's that's really cool you know and then crystal's spoken word bit just really focuses on mm -hmm. i guess the the loss of love and how we've kind of boiled everything down to just sex without meaning and anything like that and i thought that was pretty cool yep. and then i like how burns just starts with even king's fall since set on my back bringing in the dark i ain't even kneel uh i ain't even keel trying to get a little balance for the real because i've been lost playing ground politics for the kids that's how it is innocent lost to a Mo innocence lost to a mossberg's kiss so just kind of pointing it out like you know it's hard to kind of be proper when you're in that kind of environment where a shotgun is going to fucking kill you somebody and whether it's you pulling the trigger or somebody you know dying it's just kind of 
hard to cope in that environment and, and I feel like there's a level of empathy for when you end up in the wrong path um, what it is what it was plus it ain't getting better for us life's rushing and not from this high when it cost me by someone told me about a dream that my son is alive so I told him to run it back but he didn't reply so we all wide awake dying and close our eyes and the world's getting smaller yes it is there's one ray of light breaking the darkness shame to spark this but I gotta medicate pitfalls eluding my faith and it's like ultimately his only hope is the light that comes from the lighter lighting up the joint as opposed to like it actually being almost real it's like it's such a bleak and terrible situation and things are only escalating and getting worse that that's the source of hope for the future is to get stoned and i mean y'all can feel how you feel about weed but you can smoke pot every day and get by so I can completely understand where you're coming from on that. Um, I like this one again, and I gave it a 4.5. And I thought it was cool to get some label mates like that on it. And we're all, uh, did you give your grade? Yeah. And we're almost done with the tracks featuring label mates. It's also like the last track on the album. So I know I'm getting a little tired here. It's getting harder to stay alive. I really like Big Scoob's flow. He's got a really cool voice with it. I mean, this track kind of culminates at the end of this album. So we've gone through the experiences, which is mostly his story of mm -hmm. nobody caring and then the emotional trauma with that and then how people treated him and et cetera, et cetera. And then we've been bringing a little bit of the world all to end at, I'm, uh, I'm going to push it. I'm going to keep grinding, you know? Yeah, I just hope that I'm alive for it. Sacrifice everything up under the sky for it. Cross my heart to only die for it. Feel like it's coming and just hope I'm alive for it. And I guess even like at the end of this, we're still left with this. It isn't there yet. Yeah. And it's coming. But he knows it's coming. And even if he has to die to achieve the goal, like it's just he's so committed to it. And I really respect it. It's like he doubled down at the end and said, fuck it, I'm going to keep grinding. Yeah. And then him and Tech Nine are going around and they're pushing it and they're, I guess, doing drugs and whatnot, eating in fa gas stations, fast foods. That's how it goes. Months got us surpassing every hood, send the casket closed. And I guess he's literally pointing at the unhealthy things that are associated with the lifestyle they live. If you're on the road all the time, you're in airports, you're probably eating more McDonald's than fucking uh, going to Whole Foods and shit, you know? Um, and then I like how he's just kind of reflecting and being like you know kind of happy that he's able to stay alive and push it then big scoob does his verse um and it's all right it's the same kind of deal to me with a cooler flow i really like his flow on this just the way he kind of loops it in the middle kind of leaves it loose there and I, I really think it's cool um i don't know that there's anything really more being said here um i do think he's a little more focused on the game like he has his chance to point out how dope he is so he is whereas chris is kind of Chris's feels more like this is hard and I'm it's killing me. Whereas Big Scoob's like I'm real, you know. Yeah. Maybe I'm I'm off on that, but how's this supposed to be? It's odd to me. I'm still on it. Ain't no front and no stunting, man. I came from nothing. A block person, everything I'm worth came from hustling to rap shit full of tricks. Ain't a ruse in it. A flip a switch back to itch. I can't lose with it. I dumped that powwow. Told them to get towels on my food with it. And I guess he's just kind of reflecting. Represents that side of things being a dude who came from one life he's in the news sites he sees the bloggers reactions to them if they're not feeling what he's feeling fuck them whatever he's gonna just keep grinding and 
I kind of again like the bleakness and how he ends his verse with it. I'm so rattled in the saddle. It's a bumpy ride. It wouldn't matter if I died or stay. I stayed alive. It's a little bleak, but it's realistic. Where these are people who have not achieved it, but are still pushing it every day, and the consequences of perhaps their life is real. Like maybe it's the stress. Maybe it's the unhealthy diet. Maybe it's the consequences of your past. But. It's almost like if you're just chasing it all the time, you're never. It, it, it's a different world, and I kind of like that. And then it's the outro where it's his family members just kind of saying, "God bless him, protect him." I thought that was a fitting and amazing and incredible way yeah. to end this album, and I gave it another four point five. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'm with you. I, I mean, there's. It starts off with like a sort of like a prayer at the beginning. Um, and basically, you know, he, he hopes that he lives to see his successes. Um, you know, and I suppose this is, you know, again, he's touching on his issues with um, uh, bipolar disorder and depression and that this is always, you know, like that suicide is is and can always be an option for him especially when he's having his low lows um you know which is why he's probably back on his pills maybe you know he couldn't do it without it and you know just talked about you know being back on his pills in the last song um and he doesn't want to miss his his music success um you know and we've got scoop big scoob and he started from nothing and now he's here uh, basically <laughs> and um yeah and at the end uh, he's he's got all his all of his um family members you know saying prayers for for chris um you know and keeping him safe um you know and i think it's like his you know, it ends with like, a, you know, a powerful message from his young son who is, you know, saying a little prayer for him. And, you know, which is, you know, it's really beautiful. Like, it's very, it's great. Um, so I think that this is a really powerful reminder um, for him, um, like just to have for himself uh, to have all of these kind of like well wishes and prayers, you know, from all these, all these, you know, most important people in his life you know who are you know wishing him well and wishing him health and success and you know that he stays you know positive and all of this stuff so i mean it's i think it's more um just to remind him that he he needs to keep on living so you know maybe it's a message for when he's feeling suicidal that he can you know play this song or somebody can play this song to him um and remind him of all of these people that love him and support him and um you know pray for him so i think that that's um something that's really important for for him to have um and i think it reflects for a lot of people as well you know it can you know have like a similar message um or you know go make go make that message um for yourself if you do have kind of you know tendencies where you're going to be quite low and it's something that you you know is a part of your life why not um you know have something that's going to like remind you that people love you so i think that that's um a great thing to have and uh, that's kind of how how i took it anyways so i give this a 4.5 on 5 it's a pretty great um therapy session <laughs> All right, so I guess that brings us to the end part where we wrap up. Mm-hmm. I gave the album a 4.516. Um, given the fact that it's from 2012, I'm going to call it a classic, something that I yeah. think that it achieves all the things that a classic album is supposed to have except for the <clears> part <throat> where maybe people didn't buy it. That part. <laughs> I mean, but that's... That. So, like, to a lot of people... That's the most important part, but then they forgot that Nas's Illmatic took a long time to sell records, but it's still a classic. Now, I mean, 
it proves versatility both in seven and chris calico because i think seven is as much a star on this album as chris is oh yeah um it shows an insane amount of emotional honesty it manages to cover girl songs from a perspective that's cool in fact the, the only song i well i met songs about girls <laughs> um the only thing i could live without is the really dated and crap abu dhabi that one whatever but i would say outside of that i'm left with positive feelings for pretty much the rest of the album and anything else like that i do maybe i'm not gonna throw on every single jam but i feel like it hit multiple vibes and it had a lot of things for people to listen to and i think cali baby is one of the greatest freaking tracks that i've heard this decade so i mean i know it's new in my life but it's so fucking fun yeah you know i'm there um so yeah i mean i gave this album a 4.47 on five so an 89 percent um so yeah i mean it's a very nice album uh i like this one a lot i think yeah i think i would say it is a classic um there's he sort of sounds like little wayne buster rhymes killer mike all at the same time and like separately as well like it just sort of it's really interesting the way that he kind of plays it up and at the same time sounding just like himself so i think that that's like you know super cool i like the aha or whatever stuff that he does like basically in every single song um it's like his like signature weird little noise that he does and i think that that's cool um yeah i definitely love cali baby and I think this is like a great um, like introduction into like this artist and to like the whole label and um, if they're all kind of like this it should be a pretty interesting ride to explore um, the rest of the gang. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's of strange music. <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, so yeah, thank y'all for watching. Feel free to leave us a comment uh, telling us what you think. You can like it. Uh, you could like the video if you did. You can subscribe to the channel for more reviews. Special thanks to the patrons. Ismail Goddamsey, Chris Prada, Jonathan Barnes, CG Blackerick, and Linda Williams, Coney Sparks, and Scribble. They support what do help us get a new camera. They can tell us what albums to review like Ismail Goddamsey did on this very review. Mm -hmm. um, so that's fun. And then we can upgrade. And that's fun like getting audio technica headphones which i put the box there because i know where else to put it right now they're really good because i was dealing with bleed uh, of sound and because these are so much better than my three-year-old sony mtrs now we can record audio without the microphone picking up bleed yay yay so yeah, actually that that was just not related to patreon at all i just wanted to point out that this is not sponsored i wish we were sponsored <laughs> we need patrons um so <laughs> i make music myself you can check that out on spotify and everything hold this to find why the alternative grind let me know what you think i look forward to, to check to hearing from you about that if you check it out and uh yeah live long and prosper everyone or don't bye